Hey, it's Josh here. I just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right, now enjoy the show. Welcome to the Anime Syndicate, the ultimate destination for all things anime. Whether you're a seasonal otaku or a curious newcomer, join us as we explore the thrilling worlds unforgettable characters and emotional journeys that make anime an art form like no other from classic masterpieces to the latest releases we got your anime fix covered get ready to embark on an epic adventure with us as we dive into the enchanting realm of anime all right this is also a special joint broadcast of the central unintelligence podcast now Game Rage Magazine Podcast Network, the only place where you can have anime syndicate agents and amateur histologists unite to talk about probably some of the most ridiculous shit that you ever will have heard in your life. And this, this special episode, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited about this. <laughs> so, I'm, you, you, you all know me, I'm Josh. And I, I know you know I'll, I'll know Frank as well. No. Well, this is Frank. <laughs> um, so, Frank, what, what are we going to talk about today? So, I'm thinking about, since we had a, a couple episodes talking about uh-huh. the different powers in animes and stuff like that. Yeah. What if we use, what if we were able to weaponize them in a militaristic way, but based on our actual military technology? <clears throat> okay. And, I mean, through my investigations, I found there are some things that could link. Yeah. Link them. Obviously, they're not going to be the exact same thing. Right. So, personally, one of the greatest powers that I always love, and I always, I will always talk to, to the ends of it. Yeah. Um, is the Sharing Gun. All right. Which is, honestly, it's one of the few powers in anime where you can take it from Naruto. Put it into any anime universe. Right. And whoever gets it is going to be fucking overpowered. Yeah. It's going to work in every anime. Yeah. So how can that be made into a weaponized version for the U.S. military? For military applications of the Shotgun. Gun. Now, well, the Shotgun Gun has hundreds oh, of applications. Oh, yeah. Th- probably even thousands. Yes. Now, before we go on to that, before I talk yeah. about combining it with military technology. Right. Which one do you think, which one, which dojutsu do you think has more military applications, the Sharingan or the Byakugan? Man, honestly, okay, so the Byakugan, I feel like, would have more of an intel type of application, right? intel recon. Well, yeah, but like reconnaissance, like intelligence gathering, it would be... It's not. I wouldn't say it's necessarily. And of course, it does have its offensive capabilities. You know, just like all the other ones do. But I think that its true power, its true shining 
light, I guess, of what it is, is would be applied to most utilized, be best utilized in some sort of a reconnaissance intelligence gathering, like a CIA or, you know, even scouts or some shit like that. Um, and I do think, I think that the, the shot and gun is more of a, that's more of a, now, I mean, here, how crazy do we want to get here? Are you, are you giving that, are, is that going to be a frontline infantry weapon or weapon system? Or is that going to be a reserve for your like special forces or? Well, that's the whole point of this it's a conversation. <clears throat> well, that's what I'm saying. So like, if you were to take the shot and gun and give that to every grunt on, in, in the military and, and give them that ability, I, I don't. I don't know. You would ha- okay, and that's it. You would have to have something even more powerful than that to stop them from taking over the world, or to keep them t- listening to you. Because, granted, I guess if everybody had the shouting gun, well, and that's the other thing. If everyone has the same power, does it just negate itself then? Because it's like, well, everybody's on the same playing field. Yeah, you can creatively utilize it and use it in different ways. Just like we have. Okay, we have essentially. While we have better technology in terms of, you know, okay, let's talk about kinetic weaponry. Okay, you know, we have rifles. It, rifles are rifle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you can add shit to it to make it better. But if you were to just give a dude a rifle, it's going to be how he uses it, the tactics, the doctrine that he utilizes to uh, take advantage of that weapon system that he's using. So same thing I think would apply to the shotgun gun is, yeah, everyone would kind of be on a little bit of a level playing field. But it would matter on whose hands has Yeah, it. it would matter on who has it what tactics they've developed to utilize it in and and what could they utilize it in to basically, you know, throw off the enemy and make them not have a response to, oh, shit, like, what happened? What, what are they doing? Oh, God, they're doing this in a way we didn't know what to do. Oh, we, don't, we have no answer to this. And then you could just, you could steamroll. And that's kind of, you know, just in regular tactics and strategy. If mm-hmm. you can do something that the enemy's not prepared for, well, then, shit, you just won the battle. So, I mean, shit, you could do the same thing. The same thing, I think, could be applied to that power type as well but i think that and i don't know that one is back to the original question though i don't think that one is actually better than the other i think they have different military applications that they both will excel greatly at so if you had to choose one that's where it's difficult if you had to say okay if you were going to outfit your force and then you would have to kind of i think you'd have to really focus on what your objectives are because i do think that if your objectives were you know again to subvert some sort of your enemy or like just gather intel, you'd want the Byakugan. If you're, if your fucking goal was to just wipe them out or to, you know, take them over. I mean, really, if you were going to do it by brute force, if that's your style, then yeah, the, the shotting gun is probably more apt mm-hmm. or more able to be utilized in that manner. Okay. So there, if I answered the question, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So going back into the whole combining the shit, right. The thing that brought this up to mind is the um, the GN drives from Gundam 00. That was something I was going to actually ask you. Mm-hmm. Is this isn't just limited to powers? This the, technology also, also anything applies, that's yes. inanimate. So, because I was going to say, man, gu- like Gundam, mm-hmm. obviously that is we've seen it used in anime in a military fashion because that's essentially what they use it for. Yeah. Is they use it for a front line fighting weapon system basically well not the gundam itself but mechanized well the gundam's mostly like a specialized right but like the mechanized humanoid type robot suits i guess for lack of a better term those are like their front line a lot of animes use that as their front line that have their mecha animes it's like their Mm -hmm. front line infantry combat now granted 
you'll have like the super special, like in Full Metal Panic, you know, you got the Arbalest or whatever. That's the super, that's like the specialized special forces one that's not your main, but then they have the little bullshit ones that are like your normal, oh, everybody gets these, like the infantrymen get these things. So, but anyway, sorry, go ahead. The GN Drive. <clears throat> so the GN Drive from Gundam <clears throat> Below, uh-huh. which is probably my favorite of the Gundam series. Uh-huh. Um, they're these specialized drive engines, obviously. Yeah, right. Yeah, obviously. That, that create these GN particles. Right. Now these, these things, the power output is so greater than what is conventionally available that it's not. There's <clears throat> even at the end of the show, the conventional technology, yeah, was never able to catch up to it. They right. actually had to steal it. And It'll, yeah, okay. So there was no conventional means of catching up to how powerful these GN drives were. Right. But they also have a secondary effect. Mm-hmm. It, which is in if anything that's caught in the GM particles, yeah, uh, a lot of the shit doesn't work anymore. Communications doesn't work because it can't get through the particles. Okay, radar is affected as well. Stuff like that is affected, and that's just yeah. a byproduct of the GM drive. Right, it's like a side effect of it. Yeah. So the people who created it, uh, Celestial Bean, uh-huh. have a means of communicating with it. Yeah, but everyone else does not. Right, right. So my question first, first of all, is. Is the GN's power output its greatest advantage, or is that actual, or the side effect the actual greatest advantage? Well, <clears throat> in in our world, in mm-hmm. the conventional world, or whatever. Well, before you we bring it, it, I'm saying before we bring it to the conventional uh-huh. world, just in general, I'm just saying like even in its own world, the power output, yeah, it's great. But do you find that the power output is, the, is its greatest asset? Or the or it's secondary. I think the I think that the power output's probably its greatest asset. The the other secondary effects are are great because if I mean if you're also cutting off radar, you're cutting off communications, you're fucking with everything else. Mm-hmm. Nothing works when it's within its range or within its field. That's mm-hmm. any other technology. Then yeah, that's an excellent byproduct. But I mean, obviously the main function of it is to a power the Gundam, the mobile suit. Right. Mm-hmm. And then also to power the weapon systems that are, you know, on it and then to make it because the GN drive also can, it travels like fucking super fast and shit. Right. Or, the power output. Right. So <clears throat> the power output itself is, is the great asset. And then all the secondary side effects are like, okay, these are great things that we can do with it. In addition to, cause this thing has so it just puts out so much power. Yeah, but my thing is, <clears throat> is this uh, where the oopsies is like, oh, this also does this. Mm. Do you think, I don't know, for me, I feel like the communication blackout and the whole radar system yeah. modification and all that is a greater asset than the power output. Because if you give a Gundam just a great power output, yeah, yeah it's going to do great. But if you give a regular, like let's just say from the show, there's the the uni- the union's flag which is their mobile suit. Yeah. If you just gave that the secondary effect of the GN drive, yeah. I think that would be more dangerous than the Gundam with that power output. I mean, that's a very valid point. I I think that if you took and applied if you apply Okay, let's say you you get rid of all the secondary effects, right? And mm-hmm. you just have the fact that this thing can put out a shit ton of power, therefore it has highly overpowered weapons that basically don't run out of energy uh-huh. and it has an unlimited basic energy of of to function and I say it has it's unlimited, but well okay it's got a 
near unli- it's got it's got it's a got lot of fucking energy. Yeah. It's got a, yeah. It's got a high amount of storage, right? It's it's it's, it's it can it's, go for a hot do, minute. They do need to char- recharge every sure. so often. It could go for a hot minute though, right? Yeah, it can go for a bit. If you were gonna do one combat mission with it. A sortie? Yeah, if you're gonna run a sortie on it, you wouldn't you wouldn't need to recharge it more than right. likely, right? So Oh, yeah. afterwards, but yeah. like during the middle, you're not gonna be like, "Oh shit, guys, I'm running out of power. Yeah, See you yeah. later. Got to go back to base." Well, that actually becomes a problem in the second season, but not because of the power output, uh-huh. but because uh, the guy who created him put a lock on him. Yeah. So in the second season, he gets killed, and so his death triggers the lock to be released. Oh, so then. Um, so it unlocks this. I don't know if this is something weird with the Japanese. Uh-huh. I'm assuming it was a Japanese mistranslation. Yeah. Because I think. When they associate American horsepower, I think they chose Trans Am oh, as that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that's what the mode was called. It's right, called it's called Trans Am. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. So I'm like, wait, like, on a side tag, you're like, would you, would you, when you consider American horsepower, do you consider the, G, the GT or the fucking Trans Am or? Honestly, I don't know what. It could have been that they just thought that the Pontiac Trans Am was fucking cool. I, I mean, okay, it's like it's the Firebird, the I, Trans Am. I like, tried looking. I, I've never found any other reference to a Trans Am other than the fucking. Yeah, that's the it. Fucking, it's the, the car, car, or it's or it's in Gundam. Yeah. Like, so it could it could have been. It, it, honestly, that would be fucking awesome if that was the inspiration to call it. That was because of they think of fucking American fucking horsepower, and they think like, what's something that represents fucking power? Well, and then if you look at you know the, the Firebird because it's like a Phoenix or whatever technically yeah. is like the logo on the Trans Am. Like, right. so it's, well, no, the Firebird's its own car. Yeah, but it's they they well they combined them. There was like a Pontiac Firebird Trans Am version. Like, mm. like I don't know, it was fucking weird. But I mean, if you if you think about that right then that'd be cool if that was their inspiration right. for calling it that but I, I don't necessarily think that when i think of american horsepower that i think of the trans am the trans am i mean honestly, honestly I, think, I think of the, the chevy ss yeah the ss or i mean listen fucking uh, fast and the furious fucking the gto all right you kind of think of that with the blower and but the that's fucking, not american though well, the pontiac like you know i i, I it's it's an american car it's just that you know there's Japanese aftermarket parts on that shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there's Japanese aftermarket parts on every single one of those cars, even the American ones, yeah. for sure. <coughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the... But anyway, so, yeah, so it unlocks Trans Am. And so when they go into Trans Am, uh-huh. their GN drive is, like, at half efficiency. It can no longer operate for a while. Oh, okay. So they ha- until it gets recharged. Yeah. So, but, but but back to kind of what I was saying about the okay. If you're in the middle of a mission, you're not gonna. So if you get rid of all those side effects, right? The yeah. blackout, the communicate, the communications radar, all the other shit that it can do, mm-hmm. and you just give it the power. That thing's already gonna wipe the wipe the floor with pretty much fucking anything conventional warfare can throw at it, right? Right. So, to me, that's where I think, oh, that definitely that aspect alone, it doesn't need the other things to fucking kill you. It just needs that. Now, the other things are well, to, to, uh, excellent. To use the whole show as its own example, yeah, uh-huh. my point is in one the first episodes, they showed um, the main character uh-huh. flying his Gundam yeah. after doing his, um, they call them armed interventions. Okay. Um, and he ends up getting attacked by a Union flag, uh-huh. piloted by one of the best pilots in the Union. Uh, to make a long anime series short, these pilots were just kids for the Gundams. Yeah. Through this whole freaking secret program and shit like that. And so they had this super smart it was a quantum it was so imagine quantum computing. Yeah. But 
so you know how quantum computers is going to be the next huge jump in technology, in yeah. technology. So imagine whatever the next jump after quantum computing will be. Oh, yeah. That's what this AI is, is, supposed, is to be. supposed to be. Oh, okay. And um, so it scans, like not scans, but searches the planet. Yeah. Always like analyzing people as they're doing their stuff. And it finds people that are, hey, this guy's a match for our organization. Right, right. Hey, this guy's not only a match, but he's a gun to pilot candidate. Oh. So it's like saying, okay, this guy, and that's how they find people. Yeah, okay. And um, so these kids were just found because they match the profiles that they're looking for in their quality. Right. They, they match the qualities that they're finding for, that they want in their pilots. Right, okay. So a lot of these guys aren't actually experienced. They're not experienced pilots. They're just like nobodies. I want to say they're nobodies, but they're just, they've gone through training and stuff, but they right, were okay. a secret organization hiding. For oh. hundreds and hundreds of years. Okay. This was them coming into the light. Got it, got it. All right. So this intervention or this event, yeah, the Union flag technically lost the fight. Yeah. But he made him look bad. Right, like, right. He was okay. able to avoid him. He was able to. So in that situation, he not only did he have the overwhelming power, but he had the communication blackout. He had right. the radar blackout. He had all that. And he still barely won. Hmm. So my situation in this is, if he just had the power output and this fool had the other two things, yeah, would that fight have gone the same way? Probably not. If it was, if it was just, eh, well, it could. It, I don't know if it would have went the same way, but it could have very easily gone the other way. Because going back into coming back into our conventional world, right? We've even seen in our world, yeah, experience can trump. Oh yeah, definitely can trump. Uh, a superior fighter. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like that old it's like that old saying about you know oh you youth and exuberance can never can be never old age and fucking act. treachery, right? Treachery, like yeah. you know that's it's, it's a fucking great saying, yeah. and it's fucking it's true. It's literally it's the truth because you can you can have somebody who is the best. I mean, you can look at any combat sport. You can look at the UFC. You can look at even other anything like that, and you can see there are prime examples of dudes who are up and coming young guys and they get beat by the old wily veteran because yeah you may have this fucking shit down and you're fucking so good and you're the best in the world like, but well, to go with what you're saying like, yeah if butterbean came back <clears throat> from retirement yeah i i would i, I would honestly even though he's old now he's, yeah i something tells me he would probably still fuck some people yeah he probably would dominate some people because like because i don't know what's his name was it logan or whatever one of the oh, one of those that, guys wanted to fight him yeah, yeah. i'm like I my money's on Butterbean for Yeah, that. man, because, uh, well, listen, uh, if unless Butterbean wants to make some money and throws the fight, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure all those fights are thrown. But anyways, I don't know what that would be specifically, mm-hmm. but if you are if you take the example of all these people that you've got the young guy who's who's got all this great training and everything, but then you've got this du- old dude who's like, yeah, he may be a little slower than he used to be, may not be as strong as he used to be, but he's been through so many things. He's seen it all. He's done it all. He knows everything you're going to throw at him and then some. So all and it not takes... Only that, even if you do throw something that he doesn't know, he has yeah. the experience to fall back on to figure it out. Right. And we've seen where, okay, you know, fucking and like... like the, the opposite has happened. Where mm-hmm. the young guy or the old guy is... The old lion is just too old. And there does come a point where, yes... Old age is old age in, in a... Well, and that's the thing. In, in something like that, like a combat sport, where there are rules and there are things... That is where that typically it will lean more towards the younger guy because you have to follow the rules, right? But if we look at combat, when essentially when you're fighting in 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 warfare, there are essentially let's let's okay, there is the Geneva Convention and there's these things, right? But let's just be real, there really are no rules, all right? Mm-hmm. There's no, <coughs> there's really no when you're fighting and you're in the battle and you're it, like a 
an America versus Russia type deal, not us versus fucking uh, sheep farmers in fucking Afghanistan, not us versus some some third world country. I'm talking about us versus like another actual first world nation. Mm-hmm. If we are fighting each other one on one, infantry versus infantry, there are no rules. There there are no the, no one's going to be bringing up war crimes. No one's going to be bringing up fucking oh you know. There's not going to be on the evening news. Oh, infantry, American infantry unit wipes out uh, innocent Russian. You know, there's going to be none of that, right? Yep. It's just going to be no fucking rules and whatever you got to do to win and kill the enemy that's fair game and so if you take that well, into account at, uh, to even if it's actually at that point like another anime that we both liked was uh was it uh, kenichi yeah oh yeah remember the karate teacher even told him that all martial arts nowadays are formed around tournaments right so your your fighting style is based off of points right where he's teaching him the actual karate is like oh there's no oh like yeah like he's like he said Punch him in the fucking nose. Yeah. Get him in the fucking legs. Right. Like, Kick goes, him in the dick. No, not, none of that not, matters. You're not fighting to win a you're not fighting to win a match. You're fighting to win your life, yeah. essentially. Like to not die. Mm-hmm. Because that is and because that's the result if you lose in an un, in, in not in a tournament or not in any kind of thing like in that. A street fight, in a street you fight, could lose your yeah, life. You could die. So you are literally fighting for your life. And same thing applies in obviously in, in combat and And it, to go back to the whole old age yeah. uh, old age uh, yeah, I, I keep trying to mix up. The old adage about old age versus death, yeah. it, um, the tenacity of youth. I don't think no other, you don't see that as prevalent in anything other, outside of the military. Yeah. Because, uh, like, you know, even looking at our first sergeant experience. Right, yeah. With um, first sergeant in ROTC. Yeah, yeah. I remember that time we went to Camp Pendleton and first sergeant was retired. Yeah. He, was, he had been out of the military and some. Uh, he was waiting for the guy who was supposed to guide, you know, our our yeah, one yeah. person and he just grabs a random marine hey uh, marine i'm trying to find um whoever it was uh can you go grab him He's like yes for sergeant and that fool ran like, yeah he that motherfucker didn't go look he went he was on a mission yeah, yeah. first start even though he's retired right you don't get to be a first sergeant without doing some shit right yeah so it's like yeah you're no longer in the military but you he goes you might fuck me up if I don't fucking do right. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's the same. Like that whole adage is fucking true in the military. Yeah. At least in the NCO side of it. Yeah. yeah. If you go to the illicit side, there's a lot of politics, obviously. Right. To so the officer side, yeah. Yeah, but especially you'll see that a lot in the NCOs and like yeah, especially <clears throat> like sergeants. Like, there's a reason why in both the army and the Marine Corps, the sergeant ranks are highly respected because mm-hmm. you're. Not only are you a fucking leader, but you're in the trench shoulder to soldier with your shoulder. Right. With the fellow soldiers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Shoulder to shoulder with your fellow soldier. Yeah. Yeah, there we See. go. That's hard to say. <laughs> well, no, I have a problem distinguishing those two words. Oh. So I, shoulder and soldier? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, that H, man. That H gets you every time. <laughs> so anyway, back to the whole yeah, sub- yeah. subject. So in that situation... So that's why my point is I feel that the communication blackout and the radar blackout mm-hmm. might in my opinion might be a more valuable asset than the power output. Yeah. But it just depends on how it's utilized and it depends on what I I'm mean talking, it's very no, I'm talking about in a uh-huh. in a single set uh platform. Yeah. I'm not talking about oh you have a power output, so let's just instead of putting it into a gun, let's make a gun. Oh, you're saying just as in general, not in yeah. a, in Gundam specific terms. No, that's like what I'm if saying. you just had the ability to do uh, communications blackout yeah. or have have, a, some, have something that could have a higher power output. Yes. Oh, we'll see. Okay, so then when we frame it that way, 
I think that those things that have specific effects, mm-hmm. those would be more valuable because, <clears throat> granted, just having the high power output to us, I mean, well, what the fuck can I do with that? I mean, nothing really, or you know, okay, whatever. We we don't have to get gas in the in the Humvees because we can just run it off of this. All right, that's cool. But you know, at the end of the day, I would much rather have, um, you know, fucking the ability to either be invisible on radar or, well, I mean, we already can do that, but you know, fuck other people's radar up while I'm at it, or just communications in whatever area that I'm in, gone, don't yeah. exist. I'm the only one that could communicate. Yeah, that those abilities, yes, are highly. Much better, I mean, in terms of... Uh, and the reason that makes me ask that. this is because in that show... So, at the end of the first season, they find out that yeah. one of the persons in the Celestial Being was a traitor. <clears throat> uh, and he stole the technology to make those GN drives. Yeah. And sold it to the the rest of the people saying, Hey, Earth has to form under this new organization, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to lead it from the shadows, but I'm going to give you these engines. Right. And right. give them like 30 of them. And they were the red GN drives, so they're so the movie confirmed it takes three red jet, red GN drives to mm-hmm. equal to the one the the one of the green ones that the Gundams use. Yeah. So three reds equal one green. Okay. In power output. Right, right, okay. Um from what I understand it didn't have as strong of those side effects either. Oh, okay. But yeah, it I guess that kind of balances it out yeah. a little bit then, right? So So in the second season, the Middle East hates so it's funny. The Middle East becomes this, this what it is now, like you know, a whole terrorist organization. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But for a whole different reason. Okay. So the union, the people, the PRE, I think they're calling this shit. Uh-huh. It's the Russia and China. Okay. And um, isn't the PRE the thing that we came up with for the fucking story? No, that- that's not. That's not <laughs> it, but and it's the I want to say the European Union. Uh. Uh-huh. Or whatever they called it. In yeah, whatever show. the version of that is in the show. So they all came up. Somebody came up with a technology for, called solar elevators. Okay. So basically, it's the satellite dishes in orbit. Yeah. That absorb energy from the sun, oh. and then the elevator sends it down to wherever. Yeah. yeah okay. It, it wiped gets... out the need for oil. It wiped out the need for unlimited energy. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that fucked up the the Middle East because no one's buying yeah, oil. There's no. Yeah. They're they're poor now. So, what was I going with this? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so anyway. So, in the second season, there's still unrest. Okay. And as the organization that he created to rule was called the A-Laws. Okay. So, all the union, all the countries are still separate, but they follow the A-Laws rule, basically. Because they're their force. And for charity purposes, they they added a bunch of those engines in this area Uh to provide power. To um, um, like, uh, primary systems, whatever in the Middle East. Oh, okay. So, think about that. The place where that has the most unrest right. against them, yeah, now yeah. has a bunch of these engines that block out communications and radar. Yeah. So now they can't. I mean, but they, they're they there for up. charity to give energy, right? To give them free energy. Yeah. And then they also can't uprise against them anymore because yeah. they can't organize. So I mean that's genius. That's mm-hmm. a pretty smart. It's smart way to do it. Hmm. So that's why I brought it up because yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it has great power output, but that that was not as right. That was right. that was the secondary purpose to yeah. the main purpose of uh, shutting these fools down and not yeah. letting them you know fight against them. Yeah, yeah, basically, or just cutting them off. Because the there were uprisings, but they just, yeah. 
they weren't organized. Yeah, so now they're fizzled out and they're easy to contain, basically, mm-hmm. at that point. What do you think about, all right, kind of like going into, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to sound racist or not, but, Uh-oh. well, I, I, I mean, I'm just asking the question because it's, it's, to me, it's at least interesting to, to ponder. So, you know how, okay, in Gundams, right? Gundam mm-hmm. has been in Japanese culture since what, like the 80s or the Almost 70s? 80s. Like, so there's like 40 years now, right? Basically, mm-hmm. that's been around. It's been, and it's mainstream within their culture, right? Like, it's not a, I mean, Gundam's not a fringe. I think they're building the third statue now. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah, it's a, it's heavily ingrained within their culture, right? Yeah. So, I don't just say Gundam, but Mecha. Mecha in general, yeah. right? So, obviously, <laughs> there's gotta be some part or someone somewhere within the Japanese government that's trying to build something I, equivalent to that, they right? Did. Well, yeah, they built that fucking giant one or whatever. No, no, but they literally built... Remember, they built one in the American... And some American IT guys built their own, and then they tra- they challenged them, but they never were able to get Oh, them. they didn't fight? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, do you think that... Okay, let's say that that becomes a real thing, right? Do you think that the Japanese... Because they have been so basically culturally ingrained to this type of technology. Well, now that they're allowed to military, military expand to actually have a yeah. military. Um, I don't know. It might be a. Well, I guess my question is, do you think that they're going to be the ones that kind of no, start this thing? I think they're too far behind. You think so? Because the problem is. Uh, but man, what a way to catch up, though, right? Yeah. Like if you said, all right, guys, we haven't had a military since fucking World War II, right? So hey, I got this idea. What if? What if instead of us just look, spending look, money on? Just listen to me. Listen. Listen to me. Out. <clears throat> yeah. How about robots and lasers? Lasers and robots. Robots with lasers. Robots. Oh, there we go. There yeah, we go. There we go. There we go. Ah, yeah. Robots with lasers. Because that. Because that could be, I mean, especially when you've you've seen all the stuff that allegedly we we've been developing direct energy weapons and things like that. If you take that platform and you put it on a a fucking mechanized robot, essentially that that there's a guy inside of, or even that's, could be a that's drone. Be a while, because sure. Right now, the only thing that can hold the direct energy weapon is uh is a satellite a, or something, no, right? C one thirty. Oh yeah. Okay. So or yeah. So that's so it takes a lot of fucking energy to carry those things, but obviously. As is anything with exponential growth and technology, what do we do? We just turn it. We, it's, we just yeah, get it smaller. Say, right now, it's so, not feasible. But yeah, I don't know, 20, so 15 in, years. Well, from what I'm now, saying, like in fifteen or twenty years from now, do the Japanese come out and say, "All right, guys, we've been working on this for like fifteen years. We made a real, actual, legitimate Gundam." And honestly, now they, it's going to be if they make a mech, it's going to be less Gundam and more Metal Gear Rex. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I could see that. That's probably more likely. To, to happen yeah and and because of the way of you know, it's more gonna likely gonna be a drone too right yeah. like that's probably more than likely you, you know what the funny thing <clears> is uh what 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 year we say metal gear one came out the actual i think it came out in like NES. 19 yeah it was like 1991 or two i think and the, the whole original thing, game yeah, and the whole thing was like oh no they made a metal they made a tank a mobile tank I can carry nuclear missiles. Right, yeah. That was the big... That was, oh, oh my, my God. God. That's the end of the world weapon. Right. And here we are, like... Now, we got these things that doesn't even need a pilot, and it'll be... It'll be across the world in 20 minutes to drop a nuke off, so... Yeah. Or... That's just that. Or... Or... I just turn this key, and I launch it 
from my patio and it's gonna still hit anywhere in the world where I want. Yeah, which so is like, cr- which is so crazy. It kind of made the Metal Gear like irrelevant. Like it, that's never been a threat. At, well, back then it it was during because yeah, during that time period when hey, there wasn't we didn't no one could obviously not even fiction could think up these kinds of crazy shits that so yeah that's fucking crazy to think that anime and video games could not actually outperform what the real world could that's true i mean we literally made that we made that advanced technology the concept of a metal year is obsolete it's obsolete literally probably the same year that came out exactly because it's like oh i mean shit if you think about it so basically the u.s military complex is a weapon to surpass metal gear i mean really it is yeah it is finally a weapon to surpass metal gear what do you think because realistically we did already have a tank or a a rail car that could shoot a nuclear fucking mortar Mm -hmm. shell so like technically we already had metal gear in like world war ii or the original version of it you're thinking about the gustav gun that was the nazis they had on the rail that's right well but that was like we we had uh, atomic candy yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. but th- we had that similar. Essentially, it's a tank, even though it's on rails. But it's a tank that can shoot. No, nuclear it wasn't weapons. on rails. It was just this little fucking. It was on the back of a jeep. Yeah. Okay. There. Our you shit go. was portable. Yeah. Right. Well, the Nazi the one Gust- was the Gustav gun was just meant that was, to be a huge artillery gun. Yeah, that was on rails. Yeah. And like, but they could shoot if they, if they they figured out oh you could shoot a nuclear weapon through this like well, or no, a, a they nuclear never made it that far. We we did that though. Yeah. We took it and did it that because I know that we that, that exists we those took, nuclear mortars. T- what was the name of that shit? The plane they had the one that we. We straight up stole and made the B two. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the Mester Smith something. Yeah. I think I don't know. We took that. We took the Gustav gun. We took the. We took all the shit. Made it better. Added rockets to everything we already had, and took their rockets, <laughs> added them to our shit, and then went to space and said, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> Fucking uh, crazy. All right, let's take a quick break. All right. All right. Now we're back from that short break that. Literally did not, it was no time at all. We stopped talking and then now we're talking again. So <laughs> you're welcome for doing that because uh, we could have made you wait. We could have put on some elevator music or some shit. I mean, that kind of would have been funny, actually. But anyways. The, the Monty Python intermission. Yeah, intermission. Dun, 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 dun. And then had the little fucking uh, the little, little bucket so, of yeah. uh, soda and then the fucking popcorn and the dancing and shit. Um, anyway, so all right. So we were, we were so, going to. So going back to the original point. Yeah. Uh, so with the GN drive, for me, I see for the GN drive. Cut now. Let's bring it to the conventional world. Right. Okay. I don't think the power outputs can be a necessity for the U.S. military. Right. We don't have any weapons that require power. It's all power kinetic. To- it's all just kinetic. You know, base. But weapon based based weaponry. Yeah. yeah. But we could, and are all our ships. We're, most of our ships are now becoming nuclear powered, which is well. 20. I mean, see that that's probably something we could utilize it for is powering naval vessels. And I'm assuming, based on, if it's able to run a Gundam, it could probably run an aircraft. Oh, carrier. I mean, shit! It could probably it's probably it would probably last. How often do they say you got to refuel those nuclear reactors? 20 fucking twenty years. I mean, shit! This the GN drive could probably go for a thousand or something before needing to. Your thing went out. Your you went out. Oh, can you hear me now? No. Oh, yeah, your headphones went out then. How about now? Better? No, still can't hear you. Wait a minute. Is this mine? That's mine. Put, plug your, put your thing, click it. Yeah. Is it in? Yeah. Hold on. Let me try this. All right, is that better? Good? You're in? All right. I can hear you. Anyways, all right, go ahead. About the... the so, yeah, so, yeah, if you put a GN drive, that's I think that's the only application that it could have in the U.S. world, in, the, in our conventional world. 
powering <laughs> aircraft carrier. Potentially, it could power. Well, but also the, drone. I, like I a, think the big the GN drive is too big for anything. <clears throat> oh, remember these things are like fucking twenty stories tall. Oh yeah, that's true. And the GN drive itself is like a five stories at least. Well, if you could build, all right. So you know Ace Combat, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know how they have in the in the one where they have that like uh, it's just that giant fucking hovering. I don't know stealth aircraft thing. The, the that's like, super big B two. Yeah, it looks like that. Yeah, and it's and it has a whole shit ton of other B twos that come out of yeah. it. Like, if you had something ginormous like that that could literally never need to touch down, and it could it would just be in the air at all times. That could be potentially something that, or kinda, I mean, kind of like what we did with the B fifty twos during um, Operation Chrome Dome. Yeah, they could just be up in the air for. Indefinite time. Well, that would be if you had a GN drive in that, it could be literally indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, or really, the best application would be to apply it to space warfare. Um, we're not there yet. Well, that that's something that could get us there, just because if you had something that could produce that much power, you could potentially. So, so you um, no, but my point is that that I was trying to say is that the GN drive's power output is yeah. almost pointless. Right, unless you have world. something to power it with or something to utilize uh, that power output. That's secondary. Yeah, those in our world, I think those secondary aspects are probably more useful than the power output itself. I mean, yeah, we could utilize the power output for if we could figure out how to, yeah, make it run aircraft carriers. Honestly, it either run aircraft carriers or we probably we. And that's the sucky part because of its secondary effects. We probably couldn't put it in cities and shit. That's true because it would just cut off communications yeah. and you know it would just fucking not work. Shit wouldn't work. You have to put it like on offsite oil rigs or something. Yeah, like just that. have it sent in the power yeah. move. Uh, Sent, in, sent in into land. wherever, yeah. But how? I don't know, man. Because I don't know the exact power output of a GN drive compared to... Like a nuclear reactor. reactor. Like, how... I wonder, is there is there a comparison? Do, have, the, have they talked about that? Because really, it would be up to the you know creators of yeah. Gundam to figure that out. Uh, I mean, we could speculate as to what that could potentially be. Because we have to speculate how much power would it take to run a Gundam. Yeah, and then how much power does that... What does that translate into, I guess, into nuclear power output? Or really, I, I'd be curious to know what that translates to. How many gallons of gasoline does it would it take would be the equivalent of a, of a GN drive? You know what I'm saying? Like, that might be interesting to, yeah. to ponder. So. Trying to find it out right now, but... Yeah, interesting. It says it's 938.2 MeV per bionic decay. Man, that that makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> that is that is I think that's something that was probably made up for the show. Here's what I'm going to write. What is the miles per gallon on a foot equivalent on a GN drive? <laughs> See what comes up. Equivalent on a GN drive. It says go fuck yourself. Uh Gundam, Gundams and gas mileage, dude. That would be a fucking great fucking title for a fucking video. How much fuel does a Gundam take, and where does it go? Okay, well that's not answering it. Well, the the GN drive is only in Gundam Double O. Yeah, that's true. Well, mm, all right. Well, I'm not gonna find an answer for this because I I don't know. But anyways, wait, hold on. <clears throat> well, I'll just talk and 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 pause it. So. So basically, it's particle decay. That's what powers it. Is the part of, is the decaying of the nuclear reactor? No, no. There's part. Um, no, the whole um, shit. What are they calling it? 
the whole biodynamic decay thing that powers the engine. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's 938.2 mems per bionic decay. So per particle dying in its final stage, that's that's what bionicle decay is, is the B A R Y O N I C. Byronic. I don't I don't even know what that word means. Yeah, so MEV uh, might be like a we use wattage to, to Oh for, yeah. It, kilowatt hours, is that like what that is for Yeah, so I don't know what MEV is, so um, there's a diff- so the bionic one that I'm saying for that is for particle decay. Uh. There's radioactive decay, and that's what's used in nuclear reactors. Oh, okay. So it is a different. It's a whole different beast. <clears throat> According to this, it's a partial proportion. Perpet- a partial, um, perpetual motion drive. So it's constantly moving. It has to be constantly moving. No, so constantly moving is a is something that. A per- Why can't I say that word? Perpetual? Perpetual device uh-huh. is a conundrum in thermodynamics because you, the first rule of thermodynamics is you, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed or sh- changed form or moved somewhere else. Right. So a perpetual motion machine removes all that because if it's constantly moving, it needs to burn energy to move. To move, yeah. But there's no energy, so there's no movement. But this is saying that it can keep on moving to generate energy without itself using energy to turn. Like, look at an engine. Yeah. It makes power by the, the engine turning the shaft. Right. It turning yeah, yeah. the uh, drive shaft. The dri- yeah. Which... But in order for the shaft to be turning, energy needs to be made, which is the combustion of the gasoline going into the engine. Right. So, not a professional. Per- right. Perpetual motion. Yeah. So, for this to be semi, it means it must be. J- Generating its own power in some way, which is probably through the particle decay. Mm. Which I'm not a actual physicist, so I don't know how the fuck that would work. But you know what that is? What magic? That's what magic. That fucking it's fucking shit magic. Is. It's fucking straight magic. So we can't put magic into fucking. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, can we put magic? Can we put magic into an aircraft carrier? God, just imagine if you could take some sort of magic or some sort of magical device. Uh, uh, look at even like so yeah, other it's animes. See what's saying right here? Okay, uh-huh. so. It does have a thing. So a GN drive will continue to supply power for theoretically an infinite period of time as long as the GN drive is not pushed to its breaking point. Wow, so as long as you don't push it to the limit. It'll make it a limited engine. That's crazy. So yeah, it could be used for anything then. Man. <clears throat> but what about okay, what about other other animes where let's say um you know, where we're like magic based type deals where spells and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. What if what if you had it's hard to bring that shit over. Like the starting gun that what I was trying to make earlier was mm-hmm. we have helmets that um like our helmets like in our aircraft in like the F thirty five, yeah, the F twenty two, fucking even the helicopter have it where it just shows you everything you need yeah. to know. Right. It's kind of tell it's kind of that. It yeah. kind of is that a little bit. It's and just, then I was technology. also saying for soldiers on the ground, yeah, we have those recon droids. Yeah. Drones. Right, yeah, yeah. And that's almost kinda of like the Biaku gun. That's true. I but like okay let's just let's just let's just go down the thread of of magical things for a minute and think about okay if you could apply you know spells or what's that what's that one um it's one of those isekai ones where he goes to another world or whatever um, right you think about Tanya of the Evil is it that one 
where the little girl and she has well, no, she's got like devil powers or whatever, right? But magic, basically, for yeah, it's magic. But they they use it to enhance bullets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm saying like you could take something from like one of those other animes, oh, like Demon Slayer, right? Okay, Okay, like obviously there are people that have magical abilities, or even in Sword Art Online, right? Don't they have Demon Slayer? They don't have powers. Isn't isn't she like a fucking the the demons have powers? Yeah, but doesn't like the humans don't. All those all that shit you see them throwing with the fire and all that shit. Yeah, that's just for our sake to see it. In reality, all it is is swordsmanship. So what about the girl who's the cleric or whatever, like, and she's in, doing the healing and shit? That's not magic? In Demon Slayer? Yeah. The girl who's part of his his party or whatever. Is that about Goblin Slayer? Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Goblin Slayer. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I'm ta- I, yeah, I fucked up. All right. Goblin Slayer. Yeah. Yeah, not, not Demon Slayer. Uh, yeah, Goblin Slayer. All right. Okay. So like that one where the girl, she's got, like, they got, people have magical abilities and yeah. shit, right? So. Well, remember, if you're talking about uh, Goblin Slayer, remember, you're talking about D&D 3.5. Right, yeah, okay, basically. But, okay, even even that, okay, like that same thing of taking those types of abilities and powers and utilizing them in, you know, our modern uh, well, insane. military. If you want to do it like that, then Tiny of the Evil is the Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's a good example of, oh, man, so you could take and imbue magic inside bullets that could fucking uh, do all kinds of, you can make them do all kinds of crazy shit, do yeah, extra damage, able you know. To fly and do all this. Remember, they were basically be treated as mobile artillery, but... They were basically C-130s themselves. I mean, that's true. Yeah, they could literally fly and shoot basically artillery cannons out of their 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 regular rifles. Like their bullets Enf- were like, like infields or whatever the Nazi. Yeah. Rate. What was their range <clears throat> in World War One? The Gewer Gewer G E W H E or something like that. The yeah. Gewer forty three, I think, was their version of that. It was even. It was. Wasn't it also in World weren't War Two? Weren't they II? Russians? Wasn't they, weren't they like Russian though? They were, in Tanya? they were implied to be Germans because oh, I thought they, they were, were. They were the Empire. Yeah, I don't know. the people they were fighting were Russians. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, remember, okay. and for some reason, because right, they call, they were called they called their land the fatherland. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the people that were fighting they called it the motherland. So that yeah, makes okay. them German Russian. Right. But they were called by empires and this shit. Yeah. So for some reason, all of Europe has those names, but America is still called the United States of America. Yeah, that is weird. Hey. But what, okay, so you 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 take that type of ability or those powers or whatever, and you say say you have a whole aircraft carrier of of fucking dudes that have that ability, and you could even take and and like I said, I don't know if uh, magic is if, if if it would be a in in ability that you can learn or if it's like you would naturally have a certain type or a certain thing, so you could have guys that are oh like the crew. In, in the, that show, they had to get tested, and the, like the test tells them if they have a magic ability. Yeah, and but so like you don't get to choose what it is you do, right? So like or what kind of magic you have, so you can't it depends learn. On, depends on the show. Well, so I'm saying, so like in our world, it, let's say okay, you had a base ability for magic, and then you could learn certain abilities, or maybe you had a inclination that would put you more in line with an ability set a skill set right so if you had guys that were like electricians oh mm-hmm. cool maybe they have like electrical magic that they're able to use or utilize or whatever well, that kind of sounds more like the full bringer shit from um bleach where humans who have special powers based on shit that their yeah. life on their life like right chad had that coin from his dad and her yeah. grandpa and that that was his uh i mean for lack of a better term that was his uh magic his uh yeah, it's like magical item or whatever. No, um, right? In D&D, the clerics, they have holy items. Oh, that was his holy item? Yeah. yeah. That's how they channel their energy. Okay, so let's say let's say it's not that, though. Let's say it's just like, okay, like Harry Potter, I guess. This is not getting an anime, but let's uh-huh. just say for the purposes of, you know, explaining it, it's like Harry Potter where, okay, cool, you have magic, you have a certain subset of abilities that you can utilize, and then you can kind of maybe learn other things potentially. Mm-hmm. But, like, you have a base set of magical skills that you can kind of, like, 
that you lean towards a certain tech tree, I guess, for lack of a better term. So you could have like, oh, on a naval ship, you'd have the dudes like, oh, the guys who do fire suppression, cool, they use fire. It's like, like or like an avatar. Yeah. That'd probably maybe be a better. You're you're born with the certain type. Of, I mean, it's not. It's called bending, but it's like it's magic, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's magic. But you can only use well, like in Naruto, <clears throat> we call it jutsu chakra. Okay, yeah, it's it's magic, right? It's, it's magic, magic, yeah. You only get that one certain kind of magic. You don't get to use unless you're the avatar or unless you're the fucking OP guy. It's very rare that you would get to use multiple or all different types of the magic. You just get to pick one. Well, it depends. Or you on, get stuck. Also, with one. it depends on the show. Right, sure, but I'm just saying in our world, let's just say that that specific subset applies, right? And you only get to use one kind of type or whatever. Sure. So you could have guys, you could have a whole subset of dudes that are just maintenance guys that have certain types of aspects of magic that, oh, cool, they can run this. That maybe they maybe they're what powers the ship, you know? It's like like an avatar. The firebenders were the ones that would be like powering like the the vessels. Yeah, because they're like, using lightning. Yeah, or like they would be using yeah powering the energy fields or whatever, or they're using the fire. They're firebending to create combustion, right? Yeah. So like you know that could be something that oh shit, like now you've got these. That's 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 their your job. You get drafted and like oh that's your job now. Mm-hmm. And then like or you could be out on the front lines using your abilities to fucking fight or do whatever. That that would I mean I mean then you would have something like that where the people who had the most people of certain types of powers maybe could could take over other nations that their powers were not maybe as good or or they didn't fi- evolve so to utilize them. Basically, I was it's Avatar, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's because the Fire Nation obviously fire is aggressive and it's powerful and you can blow up a lot of shit. But if you douse it with water, then it gets you know fucking I don't know. But anyways, what else? Uh, what else? What else you got for this? For this? I'm just saying, like, um, so I'm trying to think of other animes you could. Other anime powers that you yeah. want to try to bring into this world. So, like right now, if so, if we were to gain five GN drives right All now, right. like just out of the blue, yeah, I mean, would that change the fate? Would that change? How would that change our military? If we got five of them, mm-hmm. well, I mean, firstly, I think we would immediately figure try to reverse engineer and try to figure out how to make more. Obviously, right? right? So that's the first step. And then the second step is probably okay. Well, what can we do with them? I think right now we could we would probably start testing to utilize them in yes for, I mean even though we don't need it because we have nuclear propulsion for our ships, but if this is better and it causes a communicate well we would have to then figure out okay the the side effects yeah how can we get around that it'd be like in um you know Galaxy's Edge where they have the LCOM right uh-huh. like we would have to create essentially something that could cut through that shit to communicate elsewise because that would be a great asset of if you had a nuclear powered if you had a carrier strike group that was powered by these things and it just blacked out the entire fucking zone that it was in i mean shit but wouldn't they also tell everybody oh this is where they're at i mean true but it depends how big the field is and then also yeah you could you could know where the fuck we're at but once you enter, once you enter it, you're done. Like you ain't going to get out. And if you do get out, well, if you wanted, if you didn't send your entire, that's, that's the thing. You don't know, you know where we are, but you don't know how many of them. You don't know what it is and you don't know what to send. So if you don't send everything, you're basically just sending guys on a suicide mission Mm -hmm. because no one's getting out of that. I don't think. Um, and if they do get out of that enough to call for help, then it's like, Oh shit. But then by then it's too late. It's too fucking late. So, I think uh, we would figure out how to utilize it in that manner, and then I think that we would probably figure out how to utilize it to power uh, our research, essentially, 
you know, all of our weaponry. Uh, we would figure out how to maybe we would what, go into what, energy what, weapons. Essentially, I was about to say, well, you think it would cause a shift in um, ideology? Yeah, I think. Well, I think it would cause a shift in in military doctrine. It would go from utilizing kinetic weaponry to more probably drone based. Because if you could, if once we figured out that technology and could replicate it and maybe make it smaller, mm-hmm. um, you could basically have drones or whatever you wanted to call them robots whatever mechs i don't know what you want to call them you could basically power those things with an infinite power source a small well not infinite but basically a power source that they could go for a long time and you wouldn't need to necessarily cut spend a human life to go take a hill or to go you know take an objective or whatever the case may be you could literally send in an army of these robots and they if if no one else had them that would be the thing if no one else had them but you think GM drives would be the key to unlocking that research? I think so, yeah. If we had them, then we could start unlocking that research because we'd be figuring out... But as I've said right now, we don't have that. Yeah, we don't so, have them. So, so are you saying the GNs? I don't know if it's necessary to get that's there. that's why I'm asking. Like, what's going to change with this? So if we, are, if we don't have them, right. you're thinking that the GN's going to unlock that tree? Yeah, it'll unlock that tech tree for sure. It'll unlock it quicker. Mm. It'll be like a cheat code. To get it, to get those things damn near immediately, well, maybe not immediately, but within a couple of years. Whereas maybe it would have took ten mm-hmm. to get to get to something a, a weaker version. We would get to the best version of that thing within twelve to eighteen months, probably, mm-hmm. if we had our. Because again, the military industrial complex is going to put all its best people on this, and it's going to fucking figure it out. It's not, you know, that's what we do. That's what. It does. Mm-hmm. It figures shit out, and it figures out how to apply it in a military fashion, and how best you can kill things with it. That's generally what we do. Mm-hmm. And if you give us a technology like that, bottom line, that's what we're doing. So, figuring that out, I think for, and I think that's what changes immediately. And then I think once you once you figure out what we once we determine what we can do with it, then that's going to shape where the doctrine goes. Because it's either because I said I feel like it would probably go more towards drone based weaponry. And energy weapons, because if you have this unlimited source, well, you don't got to make bullets anymore. You don't got to make fucking gunpowder. You don't got to make none of that shit because you have this thing and you can if you can weaponize that energy that's inside there and you have almost an unlimited, you know, source of it. Well, mm-hmm. shit, you'd never have to reload. You can make these little guns that, you know, you, you could have 25,000 shots, essentially, of this energy that could kill you or kill someone mm-hmm. out of this gun and never have to reload. Like, you know, the, and, and then the gun would never, it, there would be no wear, there would be no tear, you know, it wouldn't, like, our normal kinetic weaponry breaks down, it, it you know, barrels, you know, av- over, over time of, you know, thousands of rounds, the barrels fucking get fucking, um, you know, the rifling gets, um, what do you call it, uh, like, tires, it gets bald, like, you know, it wears out, and eventually needs to be replaced, well, with this, likely it probably would you you could fire twenty five thousand rounds and it would never be need to be replaced or, or or whatever the case would be right. I'm just using that as an example. I'm not saying that's what it would be, but let's just say as an example that was the case. Well, shit, you you could never. I don't think you could fire twenty five thousand rounds out of any of our current weapons that we have right now without needing to at least replace the barrel or replace parts. I, mean, no, or, I think the AK forty seven on all those test videos it it functioned up to like seventy five hundred rounds, but like. Yeah, it sure. W- it was on fire. Yeah, it was jammy. That's what I'm saying. But like, it, 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 there's no way it would make it to that twenty five thousand. This yeah. thing would probably go twenty five thousand. And the only thing you would need to do is just uh, recharge the magazine, mm-hmm. or that's what it is. It's a little fucking 
magazine and you just pop it out and you just it's just it's basically just a battery it's not even a magazine it's just a battery you just need to change the battery that's it that's all you got to do well it's like because in uh, Starfield <clears throat> there's a I forgot what the gun's called it's a PDW weapon uh-huh and um it's a ballistic weapon but it, it reloads like the P90 mm. and it, the P, the mag just straight up looks like a like a DeWalt battery oh like, that's cool yeah <laughs> um I was gonna say uh now it's funny to bring up uh, the original Gundam series, the whole aspect of it was the uh, evolution of humans. Uh-huh. Uh, it turns out that the main character, Amuro, was uh, was the first example of a human evolution. Yeah. Of uh, the of a new evolution, where he they were called the new types. Oh, okay. Basically, there were humans that evolved to where they don't suffer the degradation that you would suffer in space. Yeah. So you don't get the gravity of space, so your bones don't disintegrate, don't weaken or get lose density in themselves. Their muscles don't fatigue, and they can handle both lack of gravitational pressure and extreme level of gravitational pressure. Right. So that was the whole aspect of the new types. So they're saying like they were trying to show the whole thing was to show that human this is humanity evolving to survive in space. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, so because you know we we left Earth, well Earth's still a thing, but you know we left it and we're yeah exploring right. Now in Gundam Double O, they I think for the most part up until Seed, I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay, the new types was the, was the whole thing, right? So in Gundam Double O, because I said after after Seed, I think it was with Wing or I don't know, I could be wrong. They just that was no longer part of the story. Yeah. In Double O, I think this is when they brought it back, but they didn't call them new types; they called them innovators. And not only did they evolve, they didn't evolve physically. Yeah. Okay. It was a mental evolution. Oh, all right. So it unlocked this thing called quantum brainwaves. And um, so basically, like from the low from the low side, I saw it like when it interacts with persons, yeah. you're able to pick up their emotions, you're able to pick up their feelings and how they're Basically, you're able to connect with them. Yeah. And that was the whole thing was the whole thing about quantum brainwaves was this is supposed to be able to be the key to connecting people. Oh, okay. And so the guy, earlier Schimberg, the guy who created Celestial Being, yeah, yeah. figured out that, oh, this is the path that's going to, this is where evolution is going to take us in right, 300 right, years. Right. So the GN drives were actually meant to be an enhancement to that. Right, okay. So, so earlier I said how the, they go into Trans Am. Okay. That was just a prototype <coughs> of the actual true form of that, which oh, is okay. Transam Burst. Right, all right. Which is when a person who has who's an innovator uses Transam. So what happens is, because in Transam, the engines go into overdrive and they shoot out a shit ton of those particles. Oh, okay. Um, so when an innovator does it, um, everybody, it shoots out this shit ton of particles. And everything in those that particle field is now connected mentally. Ah. So they're all connected mentally. They can see each other's emotions and all that shit. So that was the whole goal was to bring people together. Mm. And then the ultimate end was the quantum, the quanti drive, which was GN drive specifically designed with quantum energy yeah. to work with that person. And holy fucking shit. Uh, they get invaded by a massive aliens armada. They were specifically hunting people that had quantum brainwaves because 
communication. Right, right, right. And it said that once he once he got that quanti, the GN quanti, whatever the uh the Gundam that he uses those drives and he activated that shit, he could have wiped out that whole fleet with no issues. That's yeah. how powerful it made his Gundam. Right. But again, the side effect, the the secondary effect where it allowed him to connect with the aliens yeah. was the key. Right, right. And that's what ended up creating peace. Hmm. So my question is, now the next question is, how could the U.S. military, or the, US, the military in general, yeah. would use that? Use an individual that has quantum brainwaves. Would that change military doctrine, or was that... Well, how many people you got that have that? No, they they discover it. That you... So that anybody people, can do it? That people are going to be... That this is going to be the next step in evolution. Oh, so they don't know who has it. Yeah, but this is going to be happening that soon. People are going to start getting this ability. Yes. Oh, shit. Well, then that immediately changes... I mean, honestly, that changes everything, I mm-hmm. think. I think everything needs to change because once you... Because then you have to assume your enemies all... Because this, if this is a random event that's going to start happening with uh-huh. quote-unquote evolution and it's not essentially American exclusive... Yeah. Then you have to assume, okay, our enemy already is going to have this as well, or shit, might already have this. We might be behind. Right. So now we have to expend every resource to figuring out, A, what this is, B, how it happens, potentially, C, can we figure out who's going to get it, mm-hmm. and if we can predict and calculate who's going to get it and how many people are going to have it, okay, cool. Now, D, what the fuck can we do with this? What does this thing do? What is it capable of? Mm-hmm. Is it something that we can utilize for communications? Could this be now where instead of having to send encrypted communications where you can literally have a, your communications officer essentially like aboard a naval ship? Two, just have two, or one guy and then there's the, the hub. Other, the other is, guy is sending the information yeah, out. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Wave. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's, there's no need to encrypt in communications anymore. Everything is just sent through. There's no way to intercept it. Mm-hmm. It's just straight sent to the quantum brainwave guy. And that's it. He picks it up, and end of the day, that's how you get your all your communications are now gone through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that would change that, and then they would also be instant communications as well. There would be no lag time quantum, at all. Yeah, quantum computing, quantum energy. Yeah, uh, the quantum is almost instant. It would be basically as soon as you, like as soon as I am thinking of the message, it's being sent. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that would change the speed of warfare. Uh, right now, it's limited to obviously communications and then the kinetic nature of what we do right so if you were to eliminate the lag time and decision making in through the, throughout the chain of command mm-hmm. if you had generals have if every general was assigned a person or anyone who was in a command position was assigned a person and then every team that was out in the field or platoon or whatever had a person that was a quantum base. If it, if it became like on the mainstream like that, mm-hmm. then the command, the, the lag time for real time combat is, is almost instant. There's no more, or the, the lag time disappears and it becomes almost instant because then the commander can know exactly because as they're thinking it of what's happening, it's being literally transmitted back. And so a, a field commander would have the, immediate knowledge of what's happening instantly quicker than a gps signal could be sent quicker than a radio communication could be sent and then as they're receiving this information instantly now granted if that commander doesn't have this ability to do it 
then sure, maybe that's there's a little bit of a lag time there. But it's way faster than it was before because then all he's got to do is think about how to respond, tell this dickhead who's the communications person that has quantum brainwaves, and then he sends it back out. And instantly it happens way quicker than, you know, just sending a regular radio transmission or whatever. Now, if the commander themselves has it, if this is an ability that you can give people, because that's what we'd probably figure out is how we could give it to people. And then if you gave it to everyone in the military, that was just like, now this is how we communicate. Yeah. There is no lag time in communications at all. The commander can instantly issue orders as he's thinking them. The president himself. The president saying. could instantly do that, yeah, to tell, hey, this is what I want you guys to go do. And then as the president is telling you to do this, it's already in motion happening as he's thinking it. That, that's crazy. And that would change, again, the speed of warfare would be, it would just be astronomically greater than what it is now, obviously. So that would be a big thing I think that would change for sure. All right. Um, and in terms of, you know... I mean, honestly, intelligence gathering would change completely because you would not need... You could literally have an agent who had this ability communicating with another agent and communicating back with a hub who was re- retrieving the information. Instant instant intelligence gathering. No need for any kind of secrecy of like trying to communicate, do dead drops. You know, back in like the 70s when, you know, during the Cold War, that's how they, the, the spies and shit would communicate through dead drops and through fucking right. codes and all kinds of crazy shit, right? Nope, wouldn't need to be done anymore. And that's the other thing. If we were the only ones that had this or figured out how to use it this way, look at World War II, the Enigma machine that the Nazis had. We could not crack their fucking communications for shit. That thing was like the perfect fucking code machine, right? It's, yeah. Until we captured one. Until we captured it and then we crypt, we... Once we broke the Enigma machine, the war turned in our oh, favor. Oh, completely, because they, they're, cause that was what they were banking on, was having communications that no one else could know what the fuck they were doing. And if you don't know what your enemy's doing, you're at an immediate disadvantage. So if you can't... So, yeah, if, if you could have... Oh, damn it, now you moved mine. <laughs> if you could have that instant intelligence gathering, that would also change the fucking way shit would go down because you just spying would be insane. Especially, nature. yeah, well, especially if we were the only ones that had that, um, no one would know what the fuck we were doing ever. It would just happen and they'd be like, oh, fuck. They'd have no indication that something was going to go down and nothing to do about it at all. But the inverse side of that, right? Let's say with, like, terrorism... If terrorists had this ability, if terror networks had this ability, there would just be shit happening and we'd have no fucking clue. You know, 9-11, all that stuff, we had all this intelligence indicating that something was going to happen. We would have never known about it. It would have just happened and we'd have been like, oh, fuck, we had no idea. And then something else would have happened. And then it was just... Empires could fall if the other side had this technology or had this ability, right? right? So the inverse side of it is could also... Just as devastating as it could be if we had it, it would be even more devastating if the enemies who are not state affiliated had it as well. If like terrorist organizations got a hold of it or somehow had it, which I'm sure they would. And then if it's an evolutionary trait, then okay, we have to assume everybody has it. So then, all right, now our enemies are going to be using it. So what can we do? What? Te- Cause I think our technologies would be once we're figuring out how to use it, we would also develop a technology to how to stop it, how to block it, how to uh, make it so it doesn't work as good or, or you know, something like that. Cause that would be the key to if your enemy has it, well, how do you disrupt it? How do you stop it from happening? Then you could immediately, then you could still do it and they can't, right? 
Right. So I don't know. We would. I, I think we'd focus on that too. All right. So I told you about the GN drives. Yeah. I told you about the innovators. Yeah. Now I mentioned it, but let me now go into detail. The third part of this whole thing. Thing. Yeah. This whole triangle was Veda, which is that super quantum computing AI right. thing. Okay. Now it's also not only is it all that, it's also a database. Right. Okay. So because it works off quantum computing and all that, mm. uh, an innovator can connect with it with the quantum brainwaves mm. and essentially download information or whatever beta knows, that guy can know now. So you basically have access to the internet yes. instantly in your brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, okay. So that's another thing. Okay. How, I'm assuming the question is going to be how does that fucking affect? No, now the question is. All right. All three are just given to the U.S. military. Okay. What the fuck's about to happen to the world? Oh, there is about to be a one-world government, and it's going to be an American fucking flag. That's what it's about to be, because there is no way that we take that shit and Honestly, don't take over can, the rest of the world. If you give all three of this to any country in the world... They're going to take over the world. Yeah. If you gave it to fucking Ethiopia, mm-hmm. Ethiopia will take over the world. If you give it to fucking, I don't know, North Korea... Oh, immediately they're going to take over the fucking world. And the the shitty part about it is not a goddamn thing anyone can do. Mm-hmm. You can try and fight it, but if you have essentially an AI connected to all of the knowledge from humanity in its entirety, as, even as it's being written. as it's being written, plus the ability to th- that then gives you the ability to essentially predict the future. Mm-hmm. So you can literally have a quantum computer determine what's about to happen. And you could stop it before, like, it'd be like thought crime, like Minority Report. It, you oh, could literally stop because you could be like, oh, this guy, we know he's going to think, he's probably thinking about this based on whatever fucking algorithm they use and quantum mechanics and computing and all this shit. And they could just say, hey, you know what? Uh, at some point in the future, we know, we predicted the future and you're going to do something bad against us. So we're just going to kill you now. So that way we don't have to worry about it. Problem solved. That eliminates all resistance, all everything. And then everything. Be, so, so really, that would be, now, granted, if we had that ability, Mm-hmm. Would we maintain our um, our ideals and hold our ideals of freedom and justice as well, or would we take over the world as a benevolent benefactor, or would we take it over and then turn into a controlling factor? Would would it eventually turn into like if North Korea was fucking the one that did it? Well, that's, I don't know. It's funny you say that because in the show, uh-huh. this was all supposed to happen. Like the engine, the GN drives, uh-huh. and Veda was there. For the sole purpose of being ready for the emergence of the innovator. Okay. Where he fucked up is he made artificial humans. Oh. And called they were called innovates. Okay. Because they had quantum brainwaves. Oh, all right. But they were artificial. Hmm. And un- unbeknownst to him, several hundred years in the future, Russia was gonna do super soldier program and create humans that have the slightest connection to quantum brainwaves. Uh. But because of the super soldier program. Yeah, yeah, all right. And there's only two of them left alive. Oh. Um, and one of them happens to work for, for them. Yeah. And okay. the other one works for the Russian government. Damn. Um, what was I saying? So what happened was with the one of the innovators he put in charge to watch over the program yeah. ended up taking it over for himself. Damn. And that's when he's able to create the A-laws and all that stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. And um, that's why they killed. 
because he put himself in cryogenic sleep because uh-huh. he wanted to see this new world once everything was set. Yeah. And then they killed him because they didn't want him there. And then that triggered... He the put thing fail, to happen, yeah. The, like the fail safe, yeah. Yeah, the fail safe, which took took away uh, partial control of Vader from him. Mm-hmm. And it gave it... Um, it gave the Gundams access to Trans Am. Oh. Which is even funny. The message sent to I don't know who you are, pilot, and all this stuff. You may not be the one I want, as in, you're not the innovate. Yeah, yeah. But here's Trans Am. You make... Fight against yeah. the guys who just betrayed us. <laughs> Make do with what you can. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, so all this was set for him to make the world peaceful. Yeah, he he literally everything Shalasovian was doing was to end war. <coughs> literally, that's why they made the. He came up with the idea with the quantum drives. Yeah, and then he realized about the about the quantum brainwaves and all that shit. So he was able to make that Veda and all that shit. He's like, okay, I am rich as fuck right now. Yeah. I can get, I can become the richest, most powerful thing in this planet. Yeah. Or I can do something with this. Right. And so he sends, he creates a, basically a, a space station in the lost regions of space. Yeah. And so Earth is developing along the signs of Solar energy and all this shit. This is, they're moving towards this line when he leaves. Yeah. He spends... He sends group over here uh-huh. to develop off the quantum drives. Okay. So, that's why in 300 years later when the show takes place... Yeah, they have the flags. They, I forgot what the other ones are. The flag's the only one I like that was mm. non... Yeah, yeah. Uh, GN drive. Yeah. And... Um, <clears throat> So the Gundams were just in a league of their own. Yeah, they had them in the original show. The Gundams were called Gundams because they were made of Gundanium. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gundanium. So I'm assuming they have some kind of alloy like that too. Yeah, yeah. Because they get hit with those attacks, they're like, uh huh. Okay, cool. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Um. So their technology is just so far advanced, and so their purpose is, okay, we're here to end war by being the the modif- the the personification of war itself. Right, yeah. Oh, you two are fighting? I'm going to kill fucking both of you. Yeah, fuck off, yeah. Yeah. This is out there armed interventions. Yeah, and we'll teach you. We'll teach you not to fight. Because <laughs> if we kill all your fighters, then what's left? Yeah, well, then you're not going to fight each other anymore. Because we will show them our peaceful ways through force. Through <laughs> murdering them all. <laughs> but that was the whole point, was for them to create an uprising. Oh, okay. So for them to come up the up- uprising... And then once the innovator came in with the quantum brainwave and Veda, he would be able to link everyone together. Oh, okay. And start getting people to be on the peaceful side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But since this fucker stepped in and ruined that shit, at the end of the show, yeah, they gain Veda back and he gains his quantum powers and he has the drives. Yeah. But he just can't connect everybody. Right. It's, the plan was just so far removed. Okay. And then the movie... It took the alien invasion, and then that's he took the he figured out what was wrong with them, uh-huh. and he left with them. And he came back with this when he came back like forty years later. He came back with this mech that was like it was hauntingly one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Hmm. It was like it was made out of mirrors and glass, and yeah. it was it was semi. You can barely make out the outlines of a mech. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was even a Gundam at that point. Yeah, yeah. But you could still see the trans. It was translucent. You could see behind it, and everything. It was. I don't know. I'll show you the video of it later. Uh-huh. 
So, but my point is like, all three of these were meant to create peace. Right. So hopefully, if it gets given to the U.S. government, well, that's what we would hopefully do is eliminate war by basically saying, if any of you fight, we're just gonna wipe you all out. Which is basically what we already do. I just, mean, kind of. Just as long as it, it benefits us. Right. Yeah. So it's not entirely uh, yeah, benevolent, I, was, I guess. Israel's killing a bunch of Palestinian kids. Yeah, and we're getting paid money for it. So what's, what's your point? So I didn't see shit. <laughs> and then the shit with, was in Africa with Sudan and shit. Oh yeah. Okay, fine. We'll do something. Yeah, give us that money. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, France. Yeah, yeah. Fork it over. Bastard. <laughs> so I don't know. So my whole thing is like, so you think? Do you think individually those things? Will get, if any one of those things were to be given to the United States, yeah. It will change the face of the earth. Game changer, yeah. Which one is the most one? Probably the quantum brainwaves. The the innovator. Yeah, that's probably the most, the most devastating. Yeah, because I I don't know if they did in the show, but I don't think there's a range to it. I don't think they ever said a range. Oh yeah, then if that's the case. If it's then, quantum, if it's quantum, well, it's yeah. again, it's instant communication. Yeah. It's instant whatever it is you're doing, and then if you can not only that, the fastest processing possible. So is that if you have quantum brainwaves, does that mean your brain is processing at a fast quantum rate? mechanics or yeah. quantum computing, basically? Yeah. I mean, which if that's the case, then oh man, it's over. We're gonna figure out everything. The guy who got him, he wasn't like super smart or anything. Uh huh. But he did become a better pilot, so maybe instead of oh, maybe it can you can use it for other yeah. things that you're good at. I don't know. Or sorry, what do they call them? Meisters. Uh, Gundam Meisters. Gundam Meisters. Or Maestros. Uh, Maestros. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Maestros. Hmm. Anyway. So, yeah, that's... So, for this episode, I just wanted to see how... Yeah. So, we accept that the whole idea of a quantum... That quantum, that quantum triangle That triangle of the, the drive, the innovator, and the fucking GN drives... Yeah. Is fucking amazing. Right, yeah. To me, I think Gundam 00 might be the strongest Gundams out there. That mm-hmm. quantum... Yeah, it would wipe out entire any armada with no, with nothing, with yeah. nothing is like one of the best feats I've ever seen. Yeah, and I don't know, I could be wrong. I, I haven't seen the later, after Double O, I haven't seen any of the Gundam series, uh-huh. so it could be changed by now. Yeah, and I haven't seen Seed or Destiny or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. but from what I've seen, it doesn't look like there's something that's on that level. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. So bringing that into our world will probably be oh yeah devastating in conclusion yes it would be fucking devastating and uh fucking cha- it would change the landscape of everything it would it would just change everything at the end of the day now out of all of those what do you think the change would be to like say the f-22 or the f-35 <sighs> honestly i i think those those weapon systems no longer are manned at that point and they are because i mean okay if you had quantum communication you think a uh, innovator would be controlling the F thirty five through his quantum brainwaves. Yeah, from the, from the from a safe distance yeah. where, you know, and shit, you could you could it have says, one guy control says, the entire fleet. Now think about that. If you have the guy having a the innovator piloting the F twenty two, yeah, and then the F twenty two has that whole system where you can just look around and right. gives you a three. Combine that with Veda already translating all that information at you at once. Oh yeah, you would know everything. You would you would not have any. There would be nothing that could could stop you. Right. Because you would know every possible angle of attack that anyone would take against any of those things. And then you would already have known, oh, we, we know where they're coming from, so you're already going to send your shit to take them out. Regardless, You know what I'm saying? Like It would just be impossible to fucking defend against. So could you just get a radar lock even if the enemy's behind you then? You if, could probably, if, yeah, you could probably have a radar lock from fucking, yeah, yeah. If you, if you had that ability 
and you had that, and you, again, and you applied that communication to the con- missile systems. If you can control the missile as a quantum, and, and then yeah, in the quantum brain, do you even need radar? I mean, no, probably not. It probably eliminates the need for radar because you could just could tell the missile where to go and it goes. And, and that's the other thing too is if you unlock that, then you could probably in quantum mechanics and quantum computing, you could probably essentially teleport the missile inside the fucking cockpit and just blow it up. Well, like, was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, I, it's a good thing you said. You reminded me. Uh-huh. So when he got in, when the quantum, the quanti mech with the two quanti engine, the, yeah. the quantum computer engines and him, he was actually able to phase in and out of reality to attack these ships. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, th- then you would just, th- that's, you would just be done. You just, there'd be nothing that anyone could do. If you could phase in and out of reality, and again, like I said, you could just literally teleport a missile inside the cockpit of what you could teleport. Not just your missiles; you could teleport their missiles inside their own cockpits and just detonate. You probably wouldn't even need to do that. You could just detonate the missiles on their fucking. If you were, let's say, an F twenty two was coming at you, you could just detonate the missiles inside of it. That's it. Done. All dead. No, nothing. Nothing they can do. You know. Yeah. So, how long? <clears throat> if you were to get not instant access. This was just supplied to the U.S. Yeah. How long do you think until it becomes military, like... Oh, like mainstream military not technology? Not mainstream, where it, it becomes fully usable to the U.S. Um, They get a guy that has quantum brainwaves, they get the oh, computer, and okay. they get the, the, the engines. Yeah, 12 to 18 months. 12 to 18 months? Yeah, and that's just that's just if they only have the one guy who has that. Mm-hmm. If, if it's... if. And if during that time they can figure out how to give it to more people or they can unlock it in people, mm-hmm. that, that shrinks the, the time frame down. But I'd say if you just have the one guy and that's it, you don't figure out how to give it to anyone else and you just got the one dude, 12 to 18 months before it's... I think it'll be longer because I think it'll take 12 to 18 months to retro, to reverse engineer the drive mm-hmm. enough to where you can mass produce it. It's And I think it's going to take them... Um, it's, I think it'll take us years to figure out the, 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 uh, to figure out the computers, beta. Yeah, if you got one guy that's got the the ability to do the quantum brainwaves and the quantum mechanics, Vader's gonna if he's able to connect to Veda, Veda's there's no way there's no encryption that's gonna stop it from getting into the internet. Well, that's what I'm saying, and then that dude could basically create in, in everything. Like right. he would just, and like I, said, I just think it would take 12 to 18 months for the logistics portion of it to get to the point where then he's just thinking shit and it's being created. So, no. Well, anyways, I mean, this was fun. This was, God, we yeah. went for almost an hour and a half, so, I mean, an hour and 20 minutes. Cool. So, it was pretty fun. It was pretty good. This was a good one. I, I think we should definitely do uh, more of these, I don't know, crossovers, I guess, or whatever you want to call them. Uh, mashup? No, no, that's not the right word. Um, bump uglies? I don't know. Bump, yeah. <laughs> I mean, butt fucking? Oh, butt fuck nowhere? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, this was good. And, I, yeah, we should definitely do these more more often to to combine topics, I guess. So, anyways... All right. Well, I mean, shit. You got anything to say in closing? Uh, no, it's been a blast, and I hope you all enjoyed it. And hopefully, you'll tune back in for other episodes. Yeah, hopefully you will. So, um, also uh, because we didn't say it at the beginning, but uh, if you listen to the end, just follow us on uh, at Game Rage Magazine on Instagram and TikTok, and at Game Rage Mag on Twitter if you want to follow us on that or X or whatever the fuck it's called now. And uh, don't forget to go to our website, which hopefully this is where you listen to it. But if you didn't, go to our website, GameRageMagazine.com. You can check it all out. All right, cool. So take care, you guys. So. Oh, yeah. Anyways. All right, so that was good. So you think the... Uh, so what, you get